listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the second episode of the weekly Mobcast. That's your right, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. We have made it to episode two. The countdown has begun. To the dollar. What happens in es- es- Eskimo 11? I, I'm the worst host. I went back and listened to the first one. I was like, I must have a speech impediment. I, I stumble and st- talk horribly. I, I, I constantly is, tell people I don't have a grasp of the English language. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of which, hi, I'm Scotty, your Native American uh, Internet Spirit Guide, and this is... I'm Aaron Lynch-Kelly. I'm your Reformed uh, reformed thug, I guess. You're your Reformed thug. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm living a family life. Good, clean, uh, <laughs> Christian fun right there is what I live now. Wow. <laughs> it's that kind of podcast now, isn't it? Yep. Wholesome entertainment. <laughs> wholesome entertainment. Speaking of wholesome entertainment, we are brought to you this week by BeccaDoodles.com. BeccaDoodles.com, the art of cute. Beck Seashoals is a cartoonist, illustrator, author, and crafter who has a variety of adorkable art. Beck has drawn sketch cards for Lucasfilm, DC Comics, Mars Attacks, and now she has art for you. From her shop, you can find precious versions of your favorite characters from science fiction, fantasy, and superheroes, as well as her very own cast of charming critters. Get prints, stickers, wrapping paper, stationery, and more. BeccaDoodles.com, the art of cute. So yeah, she has some adorable stuff, uh, some great stickers and uh, wrapping paper, and she does commissions. Uh, she did uh, the logo for Mopcast Network, and she's a great friend, so please give her your support as she gave us our support. It, she does have some really cool stuff. Um, I really like how it's like um, sci-fi stuff, like she's got Ghostbusters and all that. And I, The Ghostbusters stickers are pretty cool. I think I'm going to have to pick some up for my daughter. Right. Those are pretty awesome. I think she'd like the stuff, yeah. yeah. I like the... the Cute, adorable Han and Carbonite. I gotta get one of those. So, Beck, we we've uh, you know given you some free advertising. Perhaps you could send us a sticker or two. That would be beautiful. Be awesome. You know, the <laughs> not holidays, that we're begging for it. The holidays are just around the corner. That's I think true. It's like seventy-one days till Christmas. And you can get beautiful Becca Doodles wrapping paper for your gifts. Yeah, it's a win-win. <laughs> it is a win-win. So, and especially if anybody wants to send us a gift of uh, of some stickers. Yes, cool yes, stickers. we love we love gifts. Um, you can find out uh, our address by going to at Mopcast Network and uh, hashtag Mopcast. Um, still no uh, hits on uh, Smelly Kelly yet. No, no Smelly Kelly. No Smelly Kelly. Hopefully that'll change. After hopefully, this episode. Y- yes. Hopefully, maybe maybe we need a number two episode to maybe get people were just like, put number, us up number two and Smelly. <laughs> right. <laughs> just needed people to kind of warm up to us, I guess. Yes, I, I suppose. That's a that's a great name right there. I think I'm just gonna change change all my names on across the social network to be uh, or social, across social media to be just Smelly Kelly. Yeah, it's, it's Smelly Kelly. I mean, it's kind of like uh, the guy on ESPN, uh, Mark Schlereth goes by Stink. So I mean, <laughs> it's a little it's a little different. Well, it's something to do, right? So yeah. it's, it's a name. It's just something to focus. Uh, branding, like we talked yeah. last week. Branding. It's all about branding. But yeah, it's a. Uh, Definitely, definitely making my family proud. Um, well, you're making me proud. <laughs> uh, speaking about making your family proud, I'm still losing at your fantasy football league. You are, you, you are doing atrocious. And while this is not a sports uh, show, I would like to say, how the heck does Tom Brady get 77 points against me? The, I don't know who I played, but that guy could have just played, just or lady. I don't know. It could have been I your mom. You I don't, it could have been your mom. I don't know. 77 points. Could he, he just played Tom Brady and just whooped my behind. Yeah. Oh, you're playing a, a good buddy of ours, um, Michael Starcher. Hey, Michael. You whooped me bad. 
You've got or Tom Brady did. You got whooped by uh, everybody so far, haven't you? I'm bad at fantasy football. <laughs> You're working your way towards that trophy, though. So. Um, yeah, well, picture, pictures for the Instagram, I suppose. And what's funny is Michael actually was the worst team last year, and he uh, he got the uh, horse the horse trophy. Ah, so I'm now the new Sacco. That's yep, right. You got the new Sacco. Yeah, or I'll rename it the Dre. <laughs> hey, at least you get to keep it for a year. So. Woohoo! <laughs> Just keep Ooh, it on dis- keep it on display here at the station. That would be great. You have to rub it for good luck or bad luck, and then we can say crash and burn. <laughs> crash and burn. Um, speaking of crash and burn, um, uh, this week's episode of Bros, Booze, and Movies is actually uh, we I did it with the uh, Triple Name Sports team. One of those is my co-host, so we brought in El Jefe Loco, and we watched Robot Jocks. You can hear that beautiful trailer now. a new age of combat. Human beings, genetically engineered to be the best fighters in history. Two champions. It isn't over until someone wins. <laughs> At war with each other. Kill it! I have already killed you. Two invincible men. Let's finish it, Alexander. Here now. The ultimate killing machines. I'm gonna get in this thing! And I'm gonna kick your... was an epic movie we're not going to give you any spoilers but i'm pretty sure we we talked for almost 90 minutes yeah which is probably as long as the movie was i would say every bit of of, of that is as long as that movie is that was a weird way to say a long long way to say long-winded right there. but uh and but i'm pretty sure 33 percent of of that contact is actually about robot jocks yeah <laughs> we we got off uh got off target several times but it, it was a really good really fun we had a blast it was, was yeah it's really good and, and so Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, El Jefe was talking about it this morning to me um, in class, and he was like, I had a blast last night. I was like, I, I did too. So we definitely had a blast and had a uh, – it was a – It was good to have you. It was, it was good to have you. You guys are going to come back come back and uh, you know, have some fun with us again. Uh, I'm going to have to come invade your show too now. So. Yeah, most definitely. So whenever there's a, a robot you know, sport or something <laughs> comes up, I'm like, I'm there. Whenever that robot uh, like Super Bowl battle that they used to – you remember like the, um, the old – it was robots, and they're supposed to like fight to their death. Battlebots. It yeah. was on Comedy Central. Yeah. And then I think it moved to G three when G three was still a thing. Yeah. I, I wish that would have taken off. That was kind of that was a kind of cool show. It was one or two seasons. Uh. And then they came out. Chris Jericho did a show like last season or the year before that, where it was kind of like the mechanized like like the robot jocks. Right. Or Pacific Rim, whichever you want to call it. Um, and it was kind of like that. But Chris Jericho was their host. And for the name of me, or for the I can't think of the name of that show for the uh, sake of me, but uh. It was really interesting. I think it was on MTV, and they had, like, several different, like, people, or it might have been on Spike, but they had several different, um, just random groups of people that joined together to uh, build these mechs and uh, battle these robots. So it was kind of cool. <laughs> I missed that show. Wow, your own mech show. MTV's mechs <laughs> with Chris Jericho. <laughs> Man, 
another wrestling reference. Yeah, you are full of them, aren't I you? I am. I didn't even realize I, I was as big of a fan. <laughs> really? Um, I can just look at you and go, that boy likes him some wrestling. Boy likes some wrestling right there. It's like El Jefe and his love of NASCAR. Yeah, when he... <laughs> When he was talking to me about NASCAR, I was like, really? Well, okay, whatever. I teach their own. But. Right. And, of course, when you look at me, you go, that dude loves his donuts. <laughs> Chocolate. <laughs> but. So uh, let's let's throw in some topics. Let's, All right. You know, because, you know, you know, the people deserve some topical they humor, do. right? Um, Not just completely randomness. Uh, so we were – I was searching on the Internet because that's what I do because I'm addicted to it. I, I have a problem. <laughs> um Help me. No, no, don't help me at all. I just I want to keep my problems. <laughs> but uh, I, we stumbled on, on uh, some fan theories for, for movies that we thought were, were pretty interesting. My favorite, though, was the one passing around the, the Star Wars fans right now is that Boba Fett actually killed Uncle Owen and, and Aunt Beru. Yeah. And that, to me, was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I got into—I'm not the hugest— the hugest, and apparently I don't speak English that well, but I'm not. <laughs> we, the did, we we cleared it up at the beginning of the podcast. I'm not the world's biggest Star Wars fan. I've just never really um, got into those a little bit for me, but um, I've watched them. Um, but I I really like as an adult now, like looking back at them, I have a, a greater appreciation for them. So let me get ask this question: You do know who Boba Fett is? Yeah, I know who Boba <laughs> is. Yeah, bounty hunter. Right. You know that that and he the slug guy who. <laughs> That's that's a slug guy who tries to uh, enslave Princess Leia, right? Yeah, yeah totally. That's Boba Fett, right? <laughs> so there, you know, the examples they gave about um, Boba Fett being the the, the murderer of Uncle Owen and Beru was that um, stormtroopers couldn't be that precise, mm-hmm. and uh, on the in Empire Strikes Back, Vader warned Boba Fett no disintegrations. And so, obviously, he must have disintegrated. Because, you know, when we see Aunt, Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew, they're nothing but, you know, burnt, yeah, burnt charred burnt skeletons. Charred skeletons, which to me is not disintegration. <laughs> That's just a very hot fire. Yeah, but, you know, Star Wars universe, I'm not sure. That could be disintegrating for them. But Yeah, I mean, and then also, like, they talked about, like you said, they said um, no disintegrations. And then they talked about how stormtroopers wouldn't have killed them. They would have taken them hostage and, you know, got it, all the information out of them. Right, because they seem like, you know, we, we want information. Yeah. They're like, they're not qualified. It's above their pay grade yeah. to disintegrate people. They're like, oh, listen, I, that's way out of bounds for me. I'm going to have to get somebody higher. <laughs> right. up that. Yeah, I can't, can't do that. No. Hey, Bob, can you disintegrate? <laughs> can you, um, I'm, I've got all kinds of forms. It's going to be a paperwork nightmare. I'll just give it to this guy. He'll, he likes it. Yeah. We freelance that out. <laughs> So if we're, you're just looking for a disintegrator, hey, maybe that's who that guy who sacrificed the uh, his friend Castro. Maybe he he got Boba Fett to come in. Is help there any him. update on that? No, not yet. No, they're still searching for him. Oh, they're still searching for him. Still searching <laughs> for Castro. Where is hashtag Where is Castro? Hashtag Where is Castro? And Cuba. Not Fidel or anyone like that, or any of his brothers or anything like that. But yeah, the rapper Castro, specifically the Ghanaian rapper, Ghanaian rapper. The Ghanaian rapper rapper. That is hard to say. That is. That's a Ghanaian rapper Castro. Our hearts out to you. Moment Wherever of silence. But um, back to Bubble Fett, <laughs> who I love. Bob, I, I'm a huge fan of Bubble Fett. And I, and I have been since. I'm you know I'm older than Aaron, and I you know Star Wars for me was I was born in '77, so I was born in the year Star Wars. You, as a small child, you could not escape it. You yeah, just, it, it just you saturated you so much. It was such a cultural icon, and so you see these pictures. You know, I remember I was living in Texas at times uh, right before I got into school, but I remember seeing the pictures of this guy in cool armor and 
you know, just looked menacing, but like in a cool way. So yeah. Like, I'm not afraid of him. I want to be this dude. I want to grow up and be him <laughs> right like, now. Yeah, I'm role models. I don't need this fictional guy in my life. I need Boba Fett to come here and raise me as his own. <laughs> yes, I want to go and hunt, hunt bounties or whatever. And, um, you know, you know, I like the fact that he had a rocket pack that he didn't use until Jedi and <laughs> used, it didn't use it very well. And maybe he was maybe he, he was uh, maybe he was technically challenged and he just couldn't couldn't figure out that rocket power. Right and, there. and I hated in the prequels how they screwed up his origin and had a, his, I'm not a fan of Jango Fett in his shiny armor. It just doesn't make sense yeah. to me. I don't like, you know, um, I, I'm not a big fan of the prequels because, well, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan and I don't know. Any Star Wars fan, you'll probably be like, oh, I like the prequels because you proved that me wrong on Wild Wild West yesterday, <laughs> la- la- last week. And, um, of course, Eric Rogers of Memory Card Radio messaged me out of the blue after we, we loaded up the first podcast and said, I listened to the podcast and I love Wild Wild West. So that's two of that's you. Two, yeah. So you two should start a Wild Wild West podcast. <laughs> Your own little show about you know Will Smith and Wild Wild West. <laughs> Just like tracing the lineage of uh, the great Will Smith in the uh, Wild Wild West uh, universe. I would love to go back in time and visit that place. Bloodbath McGrath, I think he'd be a pretty cool guy to visit. Just, I don't think we had a steampunk Wild West era. <laughs> but you don't know. We might have. I mean, I, I'm, I mean... Uh, wait a minute! I think I do know. I'm a I'm a good student of history. I don't remember seeing the great books of the giant <laughs> robot spider. Giant robotical spiders. Yeah. Menacing across the desert. <laughs> right. Not not sure about that. I, I'm, and I'm not going to you know protest that I um, or profess that I know everything about history, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that did not happen. Well, maybe we'll find out one day. <laughs> <laughs> one day. One day. One day. I will find the true answers. Uh, other fan theories. Uh, the one for Labyrinth was really cool, and I'm not a big fan of Labyrinth. Uh, he's never I've seen never it. Seen, seen it. it. So so when you watch Labyrinth, because uh, you now you want to. Yeah, but that, that definitely. Has piqued my interest. Right. So David Bowie's character, ja- uh, Jareth, who is the Goblin King, um, the, there's a fan theory that he goes and steals kids for uh, uh, against ba- p- women or babysitters who are named Sarah. Yeah. So every every Sarah he has, he, he has goes and he go, goes still steals a, a a child she's she is sitting, and if she doesn't find them in time, they get turned into the goblins. And so he had a ton of goblins. That's a ton of Sarahs. That's I mean that's deep. I mean yeah. I mean who thinks up this stuff? Well, and then like what's what's really weird is they're talking about doing a a, a sequel yeah, or a remake or a remake of it. Yeah, but I don't know. This is the H- Jim Henson Cons- Company, and I like Jim Henson's company. They've been talking about a, a second Dark Crystal for a million years. I don't think we'll ever get it. I know they shot some stuff. I don't think it'll yeah. get finished. And I think I think this will be the same kind of deal. Um, Just trying to keep their name relevant. Well, I guess. I mean, I mean, they did have two Muppet movies, and I yeah. the first one I didn't see Muppets Most Wanted. I loved, I loved the Muppets movie though. It was it was very very cool. See, I grew up watching the Muppets. Movies, I did me too. And I, I loved those as a kid. I loved watching the Muppet Show. I think it was on Nickelodeon. I was a hardcore fan of the Muppet Babies. Yes, a uh, hardcore. Babies. I mean, and I understand why it's not on DVD or Blu-ray because of the all the copyright issues with all the the extra scenes yeah. of their imagination. Which made the show for you. So, you know, if they can work out WKRP and all the music rights, because that's coming out on DVD, which is, you know, we're, you know, as a radio guy, I love that show. And um, it's going to come back with all his original music. So I'm, I'm definitely going to get it. But, um, you know, I'd like to see a Muppet Babies. I would love to see a Muppet Babies with all the, the original stuff back in it. Yeah, I, I grew up, you know, like you, like you said, being a huge fan of Muppet Babies. And um, also Looney Tunes, didn't they have a baby one as well? Or was that. 
That was later? I mean, yeah, they, was, I know it was later. Yeah, they had a, a baby one, but it was not nearly as, I don't know. It was a little, I mean, you never saw Grandma's face, really. Well, you didn't see Nanny's face. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, that was kind of the thing, you know, yeah. let's do, just so her striped um, socks and her feet. But yeah, I, I loved that show growing up as a kid. Also, you might, I'm where you said, I'm, you're a little bit older than me. Do you ever remember the show, um, it was on Saturday Morning Cartoons, uh, it was the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Yes, I remember the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. The Cowboys of Moo Mesa. I, I was a little older, so I was like, "What?" That's ridiculous. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ripoff. Because that's what it was. Yeah. There was a whole series of those. You know, Turtles was real big in the late '80s. I've got it, it really. Uh, I remember the. There's two. There's two versions of the cartoon. There was a syndicated version of the cartoon, which is way darker than mm-hmm. what came out on CBS years later, and it, I mean, and way way darker than what's on Nickelodeon now. Or I assume I haven't watched the next show, and I hear it's not as dark. But the, that that original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon is dark. Really? Yeah, it's 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 not as dark as the original comic because the original comic is dark. But the um, you know, it's 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 I mean, it's a kid show, but it's like we're pushing the edge, kind of like what Batman the Animated Series did. It was yeah. pushing the edge of you know how how dark we can go to still be for these chi- for these little children, little, little, little kids. You know, who's going to win Parent of the Year watching this? Um, Probably me. <laughs> so, you know, it was a hit with, with kids. And so um, they did a bunch of – they did Cowboys and Moo Mesa. They did Biker Mice from Mars. Yes, uh, Bikers and Mice from Mars. Love that. I know there, was a, there were a few others, um, but uh, there was a big craze for that. Yeah, I remember that was my Saturday morning. I'd watch the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Um, what Goes Bump in the Night, Mr. Bumpy. Uh, I don't remember the real name of it. I don't think that's it. But right. had Mr. Bumpy. Um, and then also uh, Monster Bikers from Mars, or Mice Bikers from Mars, yeah, or whatever. Biker Mice. Biker Mice from Mars. God, I'm butchering the show. My <laughs> you are just hating me right yeah. now. Give me the world's biggest wedgie. And I'm glad we're talking about this, too, because uh, you do know that recently um, they stopped running Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, there, there's I no mean, networks yeah. that, that – there's no regular, I guess – I, w- I guess uh, antenna and net- networks, any ne- you know, a- ABC, NBC, uh, those uh, are running cartoons anymore. The I mean, it's all went to cable. I mean, well, granted, I mean, like everyone almost has cable, yeah. but uh, it's still a shame to see go. It really is. Like I, that was such a huge part. Like growing up, you know, uh, I grew up in the in the late '80s, early '90s was my 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 cartoon time. So it uh, you know again, um, but they, I, I had such great memories of you know. Watching on Friday night, you know, they used to have TGIF mm-hmm. on ABC and used to watch like uh, the Winslows and uh, all of them. And their family matters. Yep. And then, you know, we'd wake up Saturday, early Saturday morning and uh, watch those cartoons. And like, it's a shame because, like, like you said, you know, most people have cable so they can, you know, right. watch it or whatever. Or there's always Netflix so kids can always watch whatever they want. Right. But um, actually, here in the Valley, uh, they don't. Ha- they got rid of Nickelodeon, and you really yeah. The, have the, there's yeah. Right now, there's a dispute between the local cable company and, and Viacom. So, yeah. so, I mean, so everything's blacked out right now. They're missing out a lot. Yeah. That's true. They do have Sprout though, so that's kind of like what is babies? It? Oh, it's Sprout. Like, yeah, it's Sprout. Um, it's kind of. Have you ever been in like a uh, one of the kids stores in the mall, like one of the kids clothing stores? Yeah, like, sh- uh, sh- Jimbery or anything like that. Sh- sure. How uh, they have their own TV for this bit? I'll say yes. <laughs> well, like it's kind of like that. They like show. Um, talking plants like it's, it's for toddlers pretty much okay so if you have a toddler i'm sure you're happy about it i don't plan to ever have one of those yeah. but you know and my keegan won't won't watch it and hasn't watched shows like that since forever well you know we're, we're on ten but since you mentioned this because your your daughter has a very <laughs> eclectic yep, uh, she's, viewing taste she does 
She's uh, she's a huge fan. Uh, Netflix, she's very disappointed in you. Um, <laughs> you have dropped her. Uh, you, first off, you haven't updated the uh, Dirty Job series. Um, she's very upset with that because that's her uh, man crush every day. She's she, she a Mike Rowe fan. She is, she's, she's in love with that guy, even though he's old enough to probably be her grandfather. Um, then there's also, she loves John and Kate plus eight. Shame on you again, Netflix, because you dropped John and Kate plus eight. Oh, t tell the, it's sad, but tell the story. Yeah, um, the other night, um, I was getting ready to put her into bed and everything because she has to get up early for school. She's in kindergarten. Well, we, we give her an hour of TV as she's going to bed to, you know, kind of just fall asleep to or whatever. Well, she was, you know, she, she was laying in bed. She's like, I, I want to watch John and Kate plus eight. Well, she gets to the point where throughout the course of, you know, several months, she'll watch all the shows from that series to where she'll be able to tell you, what episode's coming next and the one that's even following that. So two episodes <laughs> down, she's like, oh, this is the one where Maddie and Kara go to the zoo and, and get a pet of kangaroo. And I'm like, oh my, how do you know that, Rain Woman? <laughs> so, um, but she's like super, super. Definitely, um, definitely, definitely the episode with the zoo. Definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> she's super. So Wapner, Judge Wapner, Kate. <laughs> in the, uh, the whole John and Kate thing. Well, like, so, you know, we, we try to limit, you know, try to broaden her horizon, like, right. so to say. And um, we, she was laying in bed, and she was like, can I watch John and Kate? And we, I was like, no. And then I was like, all right, yeah, it's been a while. You know, you've been on America's Funniest Home Videos. She's very upset about Tom Bergeron leaving AFV. She's she's not happy with that. She King's really upset a lot of television people. Netflix, Tom Bergeron. Yeah, she's she's got a lot of access to grind. But, um, so I said, okay, fine, I'll play John and Kate plus eight. Well, I couldn't find it. It wasn't in her queue anymore. So I, I went to search on Netflix, and, you know, when shows aren't on there, it says, you know, shows like whatever you're searching for if it's not there. Well, turns out John K plus eight's no longer on there, and she just had the biggest meltdown ever at, you know, 8 o'clock at night. She was just, just crying her eyes out. She said, but I love John and K plus eight. Why did they take it off my network? So she's just... It, she's oh, that breaks my heart. Yeah, but she's she's definitely got some eclectic tastes. And she also loves, right now, um, she's on a big Hulu kick. She's watching uh, Jungle Jack Hannah. Mm-hmm. So she's in. Uh, we're taking her to the zoo this weekend up in Columbus. So well, that's she's cool. Yeah, that. she'll have a good story for us next next week for, for next week episode about the zoo. I haven't been to a zoo in a very long time. I think last time I was in the zoo was the uh, zoo down in New Orleans. Um, it's been a long, long time since I've been to it. I've been, I think, I've been to more aquariums in recent time than I have been to zoos. I think last zoo. I, I mean, if you, I don't even know if you really counted a zoo, Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. We went to this and we went there. And prior to that, um, down in Charlotte, they have this place called, or out, it's right outside of Charlotte, actually. It's called the Lazy 8 Ranch. Right. And what it is, is it's, it's a safari. You can either drive through your car or drive, um, get on an open wagon and feed, and you get buckets of feed, and you feed, like, giraffes and zebras and emus and ostriches. It's really cool. It, and it's, uh, if you're ever, I think it's in, um, right outside of Charlotte, I couldn't tell you the name of it. But uh, it's called the Lazy 8 Ranch, so if you're ever looking for something fun to do, it's, it's definitely Definitely right up there. If you we're giving plugs away all day long. We are, so maybe somebody will throw us some uh, some support here and uh, give us some publicity. Yes, <laughs> a little bit. We'll take whatever. But yeah, I think it is a I think it is a shame that they're they're getting rid of uh, you know cartoon Saturday morning cartoons. I I don't know if you remember, but I remember when for a long and I think they did this into the nineties. But there was always the you know the day before the new Saturday morning cartoons. They would on prime time. Would they would show? They'd have like the thirty minute special, and I know like in TGIF they, for ABC they'd have like Urkel host, and it's like yeah. this is this is what cartoons are coming. Yeah. And I remember as a kid getting excited for the Friday the Friday show, so I could you know see what was see, see what was coming up. But um, uh, and so I could see what was coming up, and, and just be you know just really really excited about that. Um, I'm, I'm um, 
I don't remember if you rem- uh, I don't know if you remember the uh, Captain N show. No. Captain N the Game Master. It came out. Oh, I would say 80, 1989, and it probably ran from 89 to 93, 94. So you were probably small. Yeah, I would have been. Small then, but, because um, I think you're closer to my brother. What year were you born? 88. So you're, you're older than my brother. So, so 88, Nintendo hits a uh, wide range across the United States. Uh, I think it actually released in 87, but I, I don't remember seeing them, my first one until 88, and I know I didn't get my first one until 89. And, um... So, you know, that being such a big thing, you know, you know, the, the NBC's like, well, let's, let's get a license. And let's get on this train right here. Let's get on this train right now. And so they did, um, they did a, an hour-long show. They did 30 minutes with Captain N, the Game Master, about this kid who got sucked into Nintendo Ninten World. And he had a Nintendo Zapper. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really shoot people it, because you couldn't show it's yeah. a cartoon. You can't, it's not like, like the old G.I. Joe car- cartoons, you could shoot, shoot at people. No, this would, like, work like a lasso or grab thing. It was really weird, but, you know, he had that, and there was a princess, but I think she was a nondescript princess. Someone on the internet can correct me because I can't remember. But Mega Man was in it, and Kid Icarus, and uh, Simon Belmont, and I was a huge Castlevania fan. I love Castlevania, especially the early ones. Uh, And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to see, you know, Simon Belmont. He's going to be awesome. He's this pompous dude (laughs) who's like, I'm looking at me, and I'm very vain. I'm like... You are not what I was expecting. Right, and so... You know, it, it stopped me from playing those games because the, the, they changed my perception of the, the character. You're like, man, so, these guys are terrible. Why do well, I want to play with yeah, these guys? Like, I don't want to be this guy. This guy's a, this guy's a horrible, just a jerk. And, I hope he does. Yeah, right, like, <laughs> I'm going to just jump off this, this cliff right here. Ha, 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 I win. <laughs> Joke's on you, Castlevania. Right, so, but I was a big fan. Of, uh, I liked that. And they also did a Super Mario Brothers show. A set, uh, and that you're a wrestling guy. Um, you know, there was an old version of the Super Mario Brothers cartoon with uh, Captain Lou yeah. Albano. Yep. Is it Albano? Albano? Yeah, Captain Lou Albano. Albano. I don't know. But uh, he was Mario. Yeah. And, and so they do live action bits and then they would do a cartoon. Go to like cartoons, and, yeah. Uh, and then at the, um, I feel like it's on Netflix or it had been. It was, yeah, because yeah. I've, I've watched it. And then, and then every, but Fridays were special because Fridays, because uh, it had Monday through Fridays and Fridays was special because it didn't have a, a Mario episode, it had a Legend of Zelda episode. Nice. And it still didn't make a lick of sense, but I watched. <laughs> I remember that, that was a everyday. But they don't do evening cart afternoon cartoons anymore. Yeah, I mean, well, like I can remember rushing home from school and uh, getting the um, Animaniacs. Oh, I love Animaniacs. Um, and it still holds up. Uh, and if you want them, I can get them to them. I have acquired uh, Animaniacs. <laughs> I can I can put them on a little flash drive or something for you. Sweet, so, yeah, that'd yeah. be nice. Um, Cause Keegan needs to watch those. Uh, she's uh, she's been exposed to it a little bit. Like I said, I expose her to a lot of um, older stuff. Um, she she watches Darkwing Duck. Huge Darkwing Duck fan. Huge Chip and Dale Rescue Ranger fan. Darkwing Duck was kind of in that that era where I was just was I was leaving cartoons behind. Yeah. And, and look, I'm a giant child anyway, and so I've always been a giant child. But um, I remember after high school, I mean, Darkwing was playing when I started high school, but I was more into. Anime X was amazing. Yeah. Um, Batman the Anime Series was, was the bomb. And I just, I, the Disney stuff I didn't really really dig as much. It wasn't cool. It, it, it wasn't as cool it, it just, right now. Minus DuckTales. Yes, still DuckTales, watch, yeah. I still watch DuckTales now. It, it holds up really, really well. I, and to a lesser extent, uh, Chippendale, I was a big fan of Tailspin. Yes, she loves Tailspin. Tailspin's a bomb. Actually, when I um, I applied for the Disney um, internship last semester and I, and I got into it, but I'd turn it down or whatever. But when the lady called, um, she was like, 
She's like, what are you, if you don't mind me asking, what are you watching? I said, oh, I said, just turned on Tailspin for my daughter. And she was like, how old your daughter? And I was like, five. She was like, how old are you? And I was like, 25. And she was like, you, you, I don't know many five-year-olds that, that know what Tailspin is. Mm-hmm. She was like, so you're, you're, you're an awesome parent. So I was like, yes. Thank God this lady called me. It balances out. <laughs> you're Johnny Gang Blase. She's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked, I even liked Kit, the, the annoying little kid. Kit Cloud Kicker? Yeah, but. Cause I wanted to, to, to you know, was it? It was like a, it's kind of like a boomerang, but he could fly on right, it. It was like he was like he was like sky skiing. Yeah. On it, and it was really cool. It was awesome. I don't think the physics in that worked that. No, way. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because like he would be able to like just do all kinds of like crazy stuff and still never like really fall. Right. I was like, man, he's got some sick moves right there. Right. I, it was. A, it, I love that show. I thought it's been awesome seeing Tellsman. I'm gonna watch it again. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good. What was one of the cartoons that like? Scared the heck out of you when you were a kid. Maybe not like cartoons, but like a kid's show. I don't know if that scared me. I, I I'll tell you a story. Uh, I, I, I my parents. Um, I love my parents, and, and so this is not to to denigrate my parents, but as a small child, I remember. You know, we lived in a rural. Where we you know we didn't own a VCR. We'd go rent a VCR from a a place that had v- VCRs and videotapes. Some people remember that like a blockbuster. Yeah. No one knows what those are because Netflix and us. But before that, there was videotape stores. You know these mom and pop you know places that you could you could get stuff like that. And so when I was you know five or six, seven years old, we would rent a VCR for the weekend and a, you know, a stack of movies. And so my parents would get horror films because my mother's a huge horror film fan. I saw like Dawn of the Dead when I was six years old and scared the hell out of me and made me <laughs> yuck. I remember crying and crawling in their bed. I just I just. And then I would, I, and then, but I would remember the next night I would sneak out and try to watch it and see how much I could get through it again. And it's, even though it scared me, but um, on the flip side of that, I have, and I guess even now I have trouble watching cartoons when when bad things happen to characters. I remember I was in Texas. I was in preschool, so I had to have been four or five uh, about about that time, yeah. age. And there was a Beetle Bailey cartoon. Yeah. And Beetle, you know, Beetle Buddy from the, the comic strips. And he, I don't remember the exact situation, but he, he got in, like, he was a nice guy and kind of got in trouble about yeah. something that wasn't his fault. And I cried my eyes out because he, I, I wanted Beetle to, he Why are you picking on me? Why are you picking on me? <laughs> and I cried. And so I was always that sensitive kid. I would get sensitive about those, yeah. those kind of things. And still, I kind of feel bad about a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I can't, you know, like, um, when American Idols first started, uh, they would show all the the really bad the ones. Really bad people. I can't watch that because I feel truly horrible about yeah. these people. Because you know, th- there was a, I remember there was um, there was one about this girl and they and they they played it all episode up like like she was gonna get in, and so they were following her and yeah. this big story in the end. She just or she got sing awful. she's got awful and she sings a song that she wrote or come up with <laughs> or whatever. God sings in her heart or something like that. It was really. But I was like, I just watched this. I invested this time, and I feel horrible about myself. And so, you know, I'm that guy. So yeah. I don't, I don't know what, I don't. Not too many children stuff scared me. Yeah. I mean, adult stuff did, but not. You know, I can't think of anything that I was like, woo. I can tell you right now what scared me as a kid. Um, and this is gonna be a little embarrassing, I guess. Um, two things. Courage the Cowardly Dog used to freak me out when I'd watch it at night. If I watched it in the day, I was okay. <laughs> but if I'd watch it at night, it used to kind of creep me out. And the thing is, is that came out as I was a little bit older, so that's why it's a little <laughs> embarrassing. 
But um, yeah. the Are You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon oh, yeah. used to creep me out hardcore. There was a series of children's or yeah, children's horror novel. There they were urban legends and short yeah. story stuff and they had horribly the drawings. Drawings yes. hard, scary drawings yes. and um uh, I think it's scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. I think that's what it's yeah. called. And, like there's like a little and there's one about like, a little woman who lives in the woods. Oh like, yeah, and yeah, they're all these uh, yeah. that scared me. And I'm you know older than it should have scared me. I mean, I can still read and be like I'm kind of freaked out by this. Yeah, that, freaked that, out. What's behind me? I don't even know if that stuff's still around because yeah, you can you can still get you it. You can still get it. Oh, wow, I'm gonna have to I look think into my that. My daughter um, she had a book fair and I think they they still sell it at elementary oh, school book fairs. Did you do the book book fair when you were a kid? Uh, huge book fair, huge book fair. Huge I like how we don't fan. right. I, big, I, and book it's coming back. Book yeah. is coming back. I, I guess because I did a call from alum, alumni. I, I won book it when I was in um, fourth grade. That's I did book it. Um, I think I was in kindergarten, maybe. So like I was on the tail end of book it. Right. I, I remember when book it started. I got my, my very own pepperoni personal pan yeah, pizza. Personal pan pizza. Personal pan pizza for reading the book. Best day of my life. <laughs> got a little personal pan pizza for just reading a book. Yeah. Right. Um. I'm kind of that's kind of crappy that those programs aren't around now. I mean, I know it's coming back, right? But I think I don't think it's coming back like as a full. Well, I think it's like an alumni thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a, a good way to relaunch it. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't know how kids read. I mean, we read a lot when I mean I did when I was a kid. Accelerated reader and everything like mm-hmm. that. Those programs, I, I read a lot. Um, and it's what was some of your favorite kids' books you remember? Some of my favorite Captain Underpants. I know that came out when I was a little bit older, <laughs> but um, I used to love reading that. You know, you remember those Choose Your Own Adventure books? I love the Choose Your Own Adventure. Love those books. You can follow Choose Your Own Adventure on Facebook, and I recommend you do. They they come up with some interesting stuff. So that's a plug for Choose Your Own Adventure. Um, and also Goosebumps. Yeah, Goosebumps. Used to, used to love reading the Goosebumps books. Um, I didn't really like read any like thing classical or anything. I, I, just, I just read like just cheap like right. cheap garbage books. Really. My favorite book as a kid. Uh, there's two. I, I love Shel Silverstein's uh, "Where the Sidewalk Ends." Yeah. I think I, you know I, I've given it out to many parents with small children. For you know, I um I, I've read it to dying elderly people before, and you know I've, I've shared some moments with it. That's a great. That's it a great. Is really it's good great. Book. It's a it's a great great series. But well, it's a great book. So that's by far probably my favorite. One of my favorite children's books, um, or collection of poetry, whatever. But then there's another book that is not nearly as well known. But since we're, you know, it is October, it's kind of Halloween time. There's a um, book called Punicula. Um, you ever heard of it? No. It's about a bunny rabbit who uh, is a vampire. Nice. But he only drinks um, uh, vegetable juice. And so, and um, he's either young or something's not right with him because he doesn't support. And the, the book is told from two perspectives, the family that finds him. Mm-hmm. But, and, but it's by uh, Harold the dog and Chester the cat, the, the, the family's pets. Mm-hmm. And they're dealing with the fact that this, they think this bunny rabbit's a vampire. And it's true, it's this, va- this bunny yeah. rabbit's a vampire. Um, they've turned it into a, a play, which I would love to either do or direct because I'm a big theater guy anyway. But... Uh, I you know that's you know it's a it's a weird little fun book though it's just something different. Also, um, now after you mentioned that the book that came into my mind like it was like how did you not mention me Little Critter? And oh yeah, love Little Critter. We're a little critter. Um, love Little Critter, and I love the um, all Doctor Seuss. I think every kid yeah Dr. loves Doctor Seuss. That's how you learn to read. Right, my favorite Doctor Seuss is Green Eggs and Ham, even though I can't see the color green. <laughs> gray Eggs and Ham. <laughs> what is it? What's the big deal about eating these gray eggs? <laughs> yeah, they're gray eggs. But uh, yeah, a lot of lot of good time, a lot of good time spent reading. 
Um, what's kind of funny, actually, is, you know, in high school, I get to do those book reports or whatever. Right. Okay, well, I'm a huge Ernest fan. Ernest yeah, Pinto. yeah, we were talking about this. Uh, we talked about this a little bit at the at the robot during the Robot Jocks podcast. Yeah. I'm a huge Ernest fan. Well, okay, ninth grade rolls or tenth grade rolls around, um, and they're like, "All right, here's your, your you know your list of books that you can read," and it was like uh, Fahrenheit 451, 1984, <laughs> Animal Farm, and then the importance. The, of wait, being wait, 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 wow. They've got some dystopian nightmare stuff for you. It's like yeah, in 10th grade, you're going to read out how the world sucks. Just, just grow up. This is what's going to happen. But yeah, that is, and then they had the importance of being earnest. So me, I was like, man, they wrote a book about Ernest P. World. Like, I'm going to get this. Didn't look at the back cover. Didn't. And, and that book, I didn't get past the first. I took an F on that assignment. <laughs> because I was, you know. Here hey, Vern, this is not about me. Yeah, here I am getting hyped up. I'm like, yes. It's a little, you know, 150 word, 150 page book about. Ernest P. World, my favorite uh, garbage man, but uh, no, it was not. Was he a garbage s- man? Well, I mean, he drove a garbage truck. I, Did mean, it, I can't remember. Um, I, I, like I said, I watched, um, thanks to another podcast, and I'm, I'm, I'll give them a plug too, How This Get Made. Um, they did. They watched um, Ernest Goes to Jail, so I, was, I watched it over the summer because I listened to that podcast, and I was like, well, this is Cool. Not nearly as good as I remember. There's yeah. a there's an age there's an age thing, and we were talking about this before on air. I'm not a fan of Labyrinth. Yeah. And the reason why I'm not a fan of Labyrinth, and I I'm sorry if I offend you. I it's it's okay that you like this movie. I, I'm I'm happy that you like this movie. I, it's just not for me. I think there's a time and place to watch a movie, and I think some movies are timeless, some movies aren't. And there's there's supposed to be a time where you can see see a movie. Mm-hmm. And I saw Labyrinth in my 20s. The same way for Evil Dead. I'm not a big Evil Dead fan because I saw Evil Dead way too late. I've, if I saw Evil Dead when I was like 10 to 13, that would have been one of my favorite horror films. But I saw it in my 20s. I'm like, I don't get it. I, I mean, I get it. But, yeah. well, you know, whatever, Sam Raimi. And uh, I had seen way cooler things by then. So I was like, I, I, you know, I missed my window on that. I missed my window on Labyrinth. I ha- However, I, w- w- you know, what are some kids' movies you liked? Like, like now or just like when I was a kid? When you were a kid. When I was a kid. What'd you watch? Uh, Howard the Duck. Yeah. Because I had, you know, probably the world's best dad. Um, Howard the Duck, the Ernest movies. Um, I loved All Dogs Go to Heaven. Was that's like a good, that's a good one. That's a good movie. one. It's a dark film, though. Yeah, and, and Robin Hood. Disney's Robin Hood. Oh, I love Disney's Robin Hood. I do, I do. That's and The Three Caballeros. Which I've only seen once or twice. I've been it's, saying. It, I don't know why I watched it as a kid. I mean, I know when I watched it and why I liked it, but uh, yeah, it's not really a kid movie. It's I had this thing when I was a kid that I wouldn't want to watch kids' movies. Like you know, so when we would rent VCRs and, and tapes, and then after we got our own VCR, I would, I, I had a thing. I would not even go to the kids section. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about you know seven to you know. 10 or whatever and I'm like I'm not getting a kids movie I'm, good stuff. I'm going to sci-fi look dude I'll watch that again for the 30th time or Empire Strikes Back or whatever and uh, I remember the first kids movie I rented and I I, I was in, I was 10 or 9 or 10 when it came out so I was, I was so I was embarrassed to get it Yeah, I, and I shouldn't be but I wanted to see it and I had no reason to justify it but I'm like yeah I'm just getting this for my little brother <laughs> and you know my 10 year old husky voice and uh, but it was American Tale. Yeah, Five goes west. American. Tale. I like both. I, li- I love both of those. And so, love those movies remember, up. my brother wasn't even born when when I rented <laughs> that, and he came later. And it was, it was funny because he started. I mean, he watched. He would watched. Uh, 
kids movies and so it kind of gave me a reason yeah. uh, an outlet so i could you know I, I don't know justify it in my head oh well patrick's gonna watch this i, I can watch this too well sit here no, we we bond- yeah i'm bonding time with my little brother what's up brother and so, um, and you know, he got the age where he would run things into the ground too. And like, I can never watch Pop- Mary Poppins again because he watched it a billion times. See, I just now last weekend watched Mary Poppins for the first time ever. How'd you like it? I like it's a little long. It I is. It is long. long. It's long. It just it's like, keeps going. You're sitting there. You're like, come on, man. This movie should be over by now. But yeah, it was. It was good. I get, I get bored by the time like you know the kid goes to give the money to the banker and he's like the banker's trying like I'm out. Yeah, I don't care. He's like he's like here, just go go buy some candy. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, but yeah, I, I totally, again, you know, I, like the little critter thing that popped in my head. This is again, this is embarrassing. Huge fan of the Olsen twins growing up. So well, I, you're the, you're the age, you're around the same age, aren't you? Yeah. I, and I would watch, um, all the Mary Kate and Ashley movies. And then also, um, <laughs> I have never seen a Mary Kate and Ashley movie. Oh my Ashley gosh, movie. you've never, I mean, I don't know what they are like now. I, I, maybe it's kind of like Pan's Labyrinth. Maybe I've missed my, or I mean the Labyrinth. <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's That's Labyrinth a, is a good movie. Also very different. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, maybe it's like one of those things you, you, you can't, I mean, if I would go to a store right now and try to pick up Mary Kate and Ashley by myself, the movie, I'd probably get flagged a little bit, <laughs> but, um, and then another one, I was a huge Pokemon fan. Yeah, I could see that. I, I was in two leagues uh, every Saturday. We'd go and buy I, I have judged many a Pokemon tournament. I'm like I said, older, I ran a game store for a while and, uh, had to, I'm a, I'm a judge for all those kind of games. I can play almost any of those 90s and 2000s. Pogs. Do you remember Pogs? I do. I was never big on Pogs because I was like, this they will never really, kick. Yeah, they, but they don't do anything. I love me some Pogs. The Slammers and like the golden sports ones that you would get. Like I had a golden Michael Jordan Slammer. I, I don't even know if you how you even play Pogs. I think you take <laughs> like a Jenga stack or something, yeah, don't you? And you try to. Try to knock it. It's kind of like a. a Hawaiian version of Jack. Because they come from Hawaii. Yeah. Apparently from the um, milk tops or something. I remember my Legend of War Pogs. <laughs> I'm the keeper of the Legend of Pogs. But yeah, I, I, I love Pogs. And I was, like I said, I was a huge Pokemon trainer. Uh, so yeah, I was just all around cool kid. What, what, what was your favorite? Who's your favorite Pokemon? My favorite Pokemon. I'm going to go Bulbasaur. I loved him. Um, I, that's who I always, again, you know, being a fan of the game, like the playing ga- playing cards, had all of the, when they'd come out for Game Boy, I remember getting it before it was on Game Boy Color, and I remember sitting there, or I remember it on Game Boy Color, and like there's a part where you're going through a cave, and it's pitch black until you teach your Pokemon Flash or whatever. It's like, I remember sitting there, I was like, I would sit underneath my grandparents' lamp. And trying to be like, man, this this isn't helping at all. I'm I'm lost. I can't I can't get through this cave. I'm just gonna get attacked by these ghost Pokemon. <laughs> Zubat, leave me alone. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Bulbasaur I think was probably my favorite Pokemon growing up. And then like, so, so did you have like Bulbasaur decks? Um, so you when said, I built my decks, like, yeah, it was mainly just a hodgepodge of just whatever I had right there. Okay. Um, you know, of course, every kid, you know, had the, the Charizard or like one of the Mew or the Mewtwo later and stuff like that, but. I just basically went with just whatever I had in in that stack right there was my deck. Well, you may have to help me. My memory on Pokemon's a little rusty, but I had a Pokemon deck at my age. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, I was, I was probably your age now. Yeah. Back then, back um, when uh, let's see, I had no, I I like Pikachu. Yeah, I, I just do. I like hearing Pikachu say Pika is the most adorable thing in the world, and I may actually insert that in this podcast. But it is, it's one of my, you know, it's like, oh, that's adorable. I like cute things. Yeah. Becca Doodles. I like, I like Mop, the, our mascot. It's adorable because mm-hmm. I like cute things. And 
you know, Pikachu does that for me. It's that that just it's adorable. So I was like, well, I guess I'll play Pikachu in my deck. And then um, I guess there was a bunch of psychic Pokemon. Um, I had Gastly's yeah. and Haunts and uh, Gengar. That's the one I couldn't remember. Gengar. Gengar. Yeah. So I I didn't know if anybody <laughs> they talked like that. But I had that that deck, and I had the, um. There's another illusion guy that put people to sleep. It wasn't uh, Snorlax, but it was a psychic one. It was a a psychic uh, one. What's his name? But I had that, that, and so that was my deck. I would have like haunts, and then so I did. I ran an electric psychic deck, which was fun. Yeah. And I I probably could if it's probably somewhere back in Alabama, but. That's me. Like I wish I could find my old Pokemon cards because Keegan loves Pokemon, so I think that'd be kind of cool to get back. Yeah, something something to to um, connect with. I wish I could find my old Pogs. (laughs) My buddy, he has all his old stuff from being a kid. Um, Matt Cart, uh, one of my friends that uh, was on Triple Name Sport or was on A and M and PM, and also my broadcast partner, he uh, he still has his N sixty four. He had an electric blue N sixty four. No, that's cool. And uh, we would always uh, come out on his porch and play that. You gonna play Pokemon Stadium? He would see. I was the only one of my friends that was into Pokemon. They were all too cool. Did for you Pokemon. play Stadium? I did play Stadium right, and I, Snap Pokemon Snap. I didn't play Snap, but I played Stadium. I um. Had a um, what I have? Uh, I worked at Blockbuster at the time, and um, I rented a, a N64 so I could play Pokemon Stadium. Good look, it was neat. I like. Were you more of a poke um, uh, N64 or a, or a uh, or not N64, Super Nintendo or a Sega? Uh, Super Nintendo, See, hands I down. A, I was a huge Sega guy. Um, I loved the Sega Channel. We had that. I loved Road Rash, Mutant League Football, mm-hmm. Ice Hockey, and Sonic. Huge Sonic. Oh, oh my. Favorite game though, I think growing up, would have had to have been um, Awesome Possum. Never played it. Kicks Doctor Machino's butt, <laughs> and it's pretty like. Sounds like a Sonic ripoff. Well, like, it's really like Greenpeace type. <laughs> like you're an environmentalist, and you. I like uh, Echo the Dolphin. Yeah, that game's terrible. <laughs> I hate Echo the Dolphin. There's no point to it. Like, you just swim around and. Use your sonar and. I did a presentation on it in ninth grade from uh, bio- no no tenth grade for marine biology in high school, and got um, extra points or something because I you know I thought outside the box with Echo the dolphin and I was like I just like playing video games. <laughs> I will use this to my advantage, Echo. Come here. Yes, yes, and it was it was a, it's hard to play. It's, it's really hard to play. Like I I um. Men are not meant to be dolphins. Yeah, I got apparently that's not our spirit creature. <laughs> it was no no it's not um, <laughs> I. Can't swim, of course. It's definitely not a, not a uh, option for me. I, big big Super Nintendo guy. Um, I remember when I got it. I remember. Um, oh, see if I can remember what games I got with it when I first got it. But I may have got Mystic Quest that year. That's the Final Fantasy for idiots. It's like Final Fantasy for dummies, and so it just kind of leads you on to where you need to go. And it, it was it was fun. I, I had that. And I had a bunch of other stuff. I remember getting Mortal Kombat. That was the first game. I pre-ordered yeah. the Mortal Kombat 2, and so I had that for for SNES. I had a bunch of stuff. My favorite SNES story was um, I played you know, Final Fantasy 2, and I never bought it. And I should have bought it because I would rent it almost every weekend. Yeah. And so you know you had three safe slots on that on that cartridge, and so I would play it for the two or three days I had it, and then I would turn it back in and hope during the week that no one rented it <laughs> and wrote over my my You say yeah. So, so tell me, uh, tell me some weeks to. I probably could have bought it with the money, money you spent on it. Spent on it, but it, you know, had that special relationship with it. That's I um, I was always I got a PS2, um, and actually that's that's how I found out uh, Santa Claus wasn't real 
That's uh, Santa Claus. Yeah. For the children who are yeah. listening to the podcast. Um, I have to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> That's, um, but yeah, I got a PlayStation 2 one year, and it was rented for Christmas. That was supposed to be my, my Christmas gift. Well, it didn't come with a memory card. So I'm sitting there playing, you know, my video games or whatever, and with the uh, memory card not being, in, not having a memory card, you know, you I would leave my PlayStation on for several days because I, you know, I'd put all this time and effort into a game, right. and then, like, you would... Uh, it never failed. My grandmother would like throw a switch while she's air vacuuming, or like she'd be like, "Oh, you know, coming around and turn it off because it was you know plugged in or whatever." So I, was, I lost countless hours of gameplay thanks to no memory card. Oh, on um, Nintendo on the NES, I got uh, Legend of Zelda, the gold mm-hmm. cartridge one, and I played. That's the first RPG I played. I think it's the first one you could get. But um, memory card radio folks can, can correct me on that. <laughs> the first one I could get, I suppose. And I got it from Kmart in Baymanette, Alabama, which does not exist anymore. Well, Baymanette does, but <laughs> Kmart does it. <laughs> Shout out to Baymanette right there. And um, I remember staying up late, late, and almost beating the game. And um, the power went out. Mm. And so I, you know, so I lost everything. Because you had to be really careful about saving games in there. Because you had to hit the reset, reset button yeah. and then the power button. I'm making the motions like you can see me. <laughs> And then slowly push them out together. I don't know why that worked, but that's how it, you know that's how they tell you to do it. And so, I, I skipped school the next day so I could get, so I could go. Be, I have like I'm not got too much time. I've invested too much into this, mom, dad. I'm not going. Right, yeah. Priorities. <laughs> I can learn about history and the giant. That's when I missed the giant robot. That the, the, the steampunk uh, westerns. It was that. That day. was that day. See that, that day. You missed it right then and there. That that was the day that they were talking about. The day you decided to stay home and, and replay Zelda. Right, yeah, well, and Zelda's great, though. I like the first one. The second one's ridiculous. third one's really good, too, and that's for as far as I got. I don't think I've ever played a Zelda game. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're fun. I, I definitely used Link when we're playing, you know, Smash Brothers, but I've never... Yeah, Smash Brothers is fun. Never uh, never played Zelda. Smash Brothers is a big thing around here, too. They're, you know, they play at the dorms. Yeah, stuff. tournaments and stuff, yeah. And I, like, I don't get that. And I should get it, because, I mean, I, I did date myself. I'm a Mortal Kombat 2 champion. Yes. I have a trophy and everything. It was epic. Awesome. Yeah, right? I played Shang Sun cuz it could change into everybody. Yeah. And so I knew everyone's everybody, you know, every fighter has a and I, I will I will fight this every fighter has a, a another fighter that that they're just weak against. Mm-hmm. So you play Shang Sun, you figure out who's weak against him so you can just morph into everybody. I whooped everyone that way. <laughs> People hated playing. Uh, I playing Scotty White. Right. It's most like real life. It's like, oh, Scotty's here. Damn it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're just checking time. Um, let me do some real quick business. Um, we have uh, a special guest. I, I talked to a friend of mine, uh, Sh- uh, Cherie McCann, who, um, you know, she, she graduated from the same university uh, here and she uh, with a uh, degree in criminal justice, and she got a minor in communications. That's how I met her. Um, she's a screenwriter. She's a... Uh, she's out in Baltimore doing some acting, but she's a huge television watcher. Mm-hmm. And she's a big TV fan, huge, and she watches like everything. Name a show, she knows it, and so she's always on. She's blown up my Twitter with all this TV stuff. Huge Castle fan, her she yeah. loves Castle, and so uh, I, she came here for homecoming. You know, last week was was our university's homecoming, and so she came by, and so I was like, I'm gonna snag you for my show, and we so we talked about ten minutes about um, television. So we're gonna listen to that now. And then all the superhero shows on TV, you know, one because. 
the Flash and Agents and Shield, they actually can do a crossover at some point. Well, but though they own two different networks. But well, well, they're also two different comic companies. Yeah, I wouldn't. See, I would. I, yeah, I wouldn't see. I wouldn't see um, Shield and Flash, but I would definitely see Arrow and Flash. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know. Um, you know they actually. Did a, oh. There's just there's there's a spinoff for. Um, Shield Agent Carter, right mm-hmm. from uh, Captain America, and so and that's kind of a, a more path like a a show that happens in the past, mm-hmm. and so uh, that's that's going to be neat. Um, it, we've actually started. I went ahead and st- we, we were talking uh, uh, con- uh, we were talking superhero um, shows, and uh, I brought in my guest here uh, for this segment, uh, uh, Sh- Shereen McCain, who's um, a dear dear friend of mine and uh, a graduate of, of of the university that I attend and. Uh, Doing big things up in, in Baltimore now, and but um, she is one uh, heck of a television watcher. Am I <laughs> am I right there? Yeah, I watch like over five hundred shows a year. Yeah, like, I, like I, literally. Over I, wow, that is, and I believe it because uh, I follow her on Twitter, and she just. I mean, she is just, and she's into it. She's like, well, I can't believe this happened, and oh, my God, and oh, no, and just you just watch her Twitter feed just go crazy. It's just, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a, it surely is a sight. But it's, it's interesting, like, because on Twitter, on Twitter, I'm talking about it, TV so much, like, people come to me and ask, like, oh, do you know what's going to happen next week? Or, <laughs> or I'm like, I don't write for them. And then they say, um, I think this was the most – Interesting one. Um, so Pretty Little Lies is like a huge fandom, and um, what's the other one? Um, Revenge is another huge. Oh, yeah, fandom. Revenge is huge and, and scandal. And, and both shows, I predicted the outcome, and people's <laughs> coming to me like, I remember when you said this, like you know, a year ago. Like, well, that's how you get those happened. those good those good uh, writing gigs, huh? Yeah. So, um, wh- what are you what are you watching now? I mean, are you are you following? Um, are you, like, so you were just talking about we were just kind of talking about the Flash. So, and uh, you know, the Flash here just aired recently. Um, you know, uh, for when this podcast aired, I, you know, I guess yesterday for for the actual show. So you can kind of know when, when we're recording. But uh, I haven't I haven't seen. It. I, I've watched a little bit of Arrow, and I like it, what I've seen of that. Uh, I haven't catched Arrow yet. Might keep trying to get me to watch it. Well, if you're gonna watch the Flash, you gotta watch the Arrow, right? <laughs> yeah, I found out like um, I just started following the uh, creator of it, and I was like, he wa- he doing, you know, the mysteries of Laura. He's doing Arrow, and he's doing um, the Flash, and you know, the Flash and Mystery of Laura, both of them are two unique shows. Um, I don't even know what is the mystery of Laura. It's on NBC, like it's on right now. Oh, it's right now as we're done. So, what is the mystery of Laura about? Um, it's about this this cop. She juggling, you know, her twins, and she's juggling being a cop. Oh, like, cause like we give you two babies, and and, yeah. and you're a cop now. Go. And then her um her baby father, you you know, say she's trying to get out of the marriage, but he became her captain. So it's all interesting. Um. But I think the thing that she got confused was she said, well, this is like the first dramatic key. And I said, it's really not. You know, the first dramatic key um, was Bones. You know, Bones was the first one because Bones, you did. You oh, laugh so kind time. of a comedy drama. Uh, a dramedy. Yeah. A, dr- a dramedy, yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I like dr- um, dramedy. So, like, you know, I love Bones. I love Castle. Oh, Castle, yeah. Castle. And, Castle you know, like Castle fans, you know, yeah. I, I got into Castle because of Dathan Fillion, who's amazing. Uh, I'm a huge Firefly guy. I'm a huge I'm Buffy guy, diehard Buffy guy. Yeah. 
Uh, and so Josh Whedon rules. <laughs> like, like Castle, I just uh, I say we can come on here, right? Like, what the hell? Uh, well, I say what the heck. Um, <laughs> well, you say what the hell, I guess. <laughs> um, with Castle, my sister used to watch it, so I'm like, well, what the heck is this? The more I started watching it, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. You know, I got laughing on one episode, crying out the next. When she got shot in season three, I was like, yeah. Spoiler alert if you've not watched yeah. season three. <laughs> if you've not watched season three, you know, yeah. where are you? Where are you? You're behind. See, like, tears was really coming down my eyes, and I was like, what is the show doing to oh, you? Oh, oh, that's that's interesting how how show, shows affect us. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm a dude. I don't cry a lot. I, I cry all the time. I'm a big baby. But um, uh, talking about Josh Whedon, uh, uh, did you ever watch Buffy? Yeah. All right. So um, I hated Buffy's mom. Yes, I did. I am not a fan of Joyce Summers. The episodes that Joyce were on, I'm just like, I can't wait to, that her part's over. I want to see Buffy go kill vampires or whatever. I mean, she at the point she kind of drug. But my favorite episode of the entire run is the body mm-hmm. when she dies. I'm crying real tears. <laughs> I'm a grown man. I'm crying. I'm just I'm crying my eyes out. But but it's such a all it's all I always say it's an almost perfect episode. My 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 problem is is that at the end they have the the dawn fight that, you know this vampire that happens and I think they I think a studio exec said well you know we need to have something. Other than that, it was such a just a perfect episode, and you know, having me cry, mm-hmm. and um, so it, it's interesting how TV does affect you. Yeah, like this that that show really like changed my life, and I started getting into my junior year of college, and my roommate was, she was like, "Okay, I'll be back, um, you know, on the weekend." So she, I came back. She came back, and um, she said, "What's your daughter be?" I said, "I caught up on Castle, so I can get ready for the new season." <laughs> She said, so you've been in the room the whole weekend? I said, yes, the show was addictive. And <laughs> it's cheaper that way. Yes. She, she said, it was that good. I said, I have never liked the show this much since the X-Files or Law & Order. You know, Law & Order is now pushed to number two. You know? ah, oh, wow. So for this show to be pushed to number one, it, it, I like the writing style of it. You know, you get, like, the, the season premiere of the season, you get in serious episodes. Um, not even just... With this show, you know, every writing team has stepped it up this season. Some have stepped down because they like, hey, you know, I won awards. It's like, it is what it is, you know. We're going to win anyway. But Modern Family is like a prime example. Like, I love Modern Family, but after a while, these kids are getting older. You know, what more can they do? They're going off to college, but... To me, the parents make the show. Right. So I don't. I, I can care less for the kids. The parents make the show. You know, it, it just need to be parents. But, you know, that is a good question because when you get to season six, that's like, should I continue or, or not? You know, are my fans getting bored or? Oh, I mean, want you to continue. Th- th- that's always a, a danger. I mean. Even using the, 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 the Buffy example, you know, Buffy was supposed to be canceled at the end of season five, but they managed to switch networks and still have two seasons. And a lot of people th- don't like what happened afterwards, mm-hmm. after the season five. I, on the other hand, love what happened in season six, especially in season seven. That's when, you know, Nathan Fillion comes in in season seven and plays the the crazy um, priest guy, who the pre- the, co- the real, you know, c- yeah. country uh, preacher. And he's really, really scary. It's really, really interesting. And that and the... They have the potentials, and you know, out of that we get Felicia Day, and who who who's an amazing actress, and 
Um, so I think what's interesting about you know we're gonna stick on Nathan for a second. I didn't even know who he was until Castle, but I'm like this dude was on Buffy. This dude was on every show that I watched, and I I got a chance to meet him when I went to Comic Con. He was worth every penny because he was a sweetheart. Oh, now. that's wonderful. So. I went back and told um, my Twitter followers who are in the castle fandom, like, don't believe what people say about him. He he's not mean at all. He's he's a real sweetheart, you know. You know, everything I see about him's always been nice. I mean, he, uh, I, you know, I think he's, you know, from what I've read, and I, mean, I don't know the guy, and uh, one day hopefully, you know, we can work with him. That would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, he. He seems really aware of his fans yeah. and, and, and respects his fans. I think he gets the fact that he wouldn't be anywhere without his fans. Yep. And he does really interesting projects. I mean, uh, you know, Castle's a great show. Um, if you haven't seen um, Dr. Horrible Sing Along Blog, he's fantastic. And he sings in that. It's so funny. And I'm, waiting, I'm, I'm still waiting for a second one. And yeah, they, they try to push him to do a second one. I know, same with this season, they're trying to figure out. Um, you know, like, are you going to continue? Because he said in the interview, I'm never doing another TV show again. He said, this is tiring. You know, I'm in a point in my life where well, he, I, I want to relax or I want to just get, pick up a project here and there, but I will never do another TV show again unless it's guest star. Right, right. And I hope he does guest star. Sometimes. I don't know if he has a great film career ahead of him. I, you know, I think um, he's one of those who – who could have had one uh, a film career a little earlier and just it just it didn't happen, but I think it will now. I, he, I really he, he switched he switched um, agents and now he would creative artists. So right. those people they gonna be good and with him. He was he had a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and so and they said you know um, I mean but his, his not even I'm not even just gonna say just him, but it is evolving around him and other actors. When you've been in there so long, your name gets tossed around. So it's like they're going to ask you, like, they're going to ask, do you want this person? No. They'll say no because, one, they, they probably already pick a, like, he's too old. Or, you know, he don't fit the part no more. He did fit the part back then. Right. You know, when he played Mel. But now it's like he's older. You know, what? Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, even that, I mean, we're looking at – well, let's look at Harrison Ford. They're, you know, you know, they're making Star Wars seven, and Harrison Ford is, you know, you know how old ever how old he is, and he's still playing. He's old ass Han Solo. <laughs> he's gonna be. To, to me, he was a great. Like, you know, I like a, to this day a lot of old actors are still the same <laughs> on TV shows and, and movies. Like, a lot of um, people, a lot of actors came from, you know. Big screen to small screen. Now. Right. You know, you got Viola Davis on How to Win to Get With a Murder. So it's like she's doing very well on there. Um, Curry Washington on Scandal. Without you have, um, you have a lot of a lot of actors that came from, you know, big screen to small screen now. Right. Oh, um, 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 BBC America has Mira Savino who won the Oscar for. Um, Mighty Aphrodite. She's mm-hmm. she's on she's on she's on a show, The Intruders, which is a great show. It's yeah. it's a kind of a spooky kind of thing um, that I recommend everyone watch. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, um, um, Shield's back, and I'm I'm curious about what's going to go happen with Shield. Yeah, this season been. 
I think I got pissed off because that it's, it's, it's still early. You see, <laughs> you got uh, mad early. Uh, yeah, I got mad because like Brad Dalton who played Ward. I'm like, well, what what they doing with his character? You know, right now it's like they wasting his time. You know, what is he doing? I I think I think they're doing what they did with season one. Season one had a slow build, mm-hmm. real slow build. I. I I'll be honest. I watch it for a couple of weeks, week by week, because I was giving. I'm a comic guy. I like comic. Island. Shield's interesting, and and mm-hmm. the whole thing with you know the Avengers, and so I was like, I'll give this a, a shot. But it it got dull real quick, and then and then and then I went back and picked it up over the holiday and and watched it, and uh, it, it it finishes strong. It, it just starts real slow. And I think the same thing has happened for season two. I think they're going for a slow build and I think that's just the style they're going to go with yeah like um yeah you're right like because in the beginning of the season I'm like I don't know then towards the middle of the season when it comes sweeps month that's when they start picking up pace um sweeps month is in November oh yeah those who don't know and then it's also in February so this is the time pretty sure our fans know here (laughs) (laughs) sweeps week are so November is the time where hmm which new show gonna get cut right Um, which, which mid-season show is going to take place of that? Um, right. And I had a conversation yesterday with somebody um, on Twitter, and they we get mad because they're like, "Well, Blacklist and NTRSLA are going up against Castle, so it's like they're going back and forth." So a lot of fans are getting pissed, and they saying, "I, I, I want to know how the Blacklist is going to do on Thursday night when Metal." Um, I, I'm, I'm cu- I've always been curious about that, especially since now we're in the age of DVR, you know, because now you can watch, um, you know, you can watch your castle and then tape your blacklist and your NCIS at the same time, you know, depending on what kind of, you know, with, t- with DVR, they usually, those are, you know, which you, you know, you know, they incorporated with the ratings, but they don't right. pull them up. So I'm, I'm curious as when, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're not doing it now, but and correct me if I'm wrong, because you may know, um. Are are they now considering web hits? Because I, I I personally don't have cable or television in my house. I watch my television cable online. I, I hit I hit you know, yeah, you know my my shows. Uh, you know I'm a huge HBO guy. Huge. I think what HBO is doing in television is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm currently right now I'm watching uh, Boardwalk Empire. It's a it's a in its final season. If you've not seen it, I need to watch it. Is yeah, girl, watch it. It is like the the be- it's one of the best shows ever. And uh, you know, it's 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 I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that, I, and so I catch that on my HBO Go. Uh, there's some, some some we're seeing some sites now, some 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 old alumni showing up, showing up. <laughs> come on in, see if they come on in, because um, um, we're gonna finishing up soon. But um, I I want to touch on we we talked about earlier. Um, we we talked about earlier. Uh, you you love the X Files, mm-hmm. and. Uh, So, uh, how'd you get an X Files, and what is your favorite episode? What? Oh, you can't answer that question. I could. I just did. You. I can't take it back. It just fell out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> I don't have a favorite episode. I tell you my favorite season. Oh, I'll go with that. I like season six. What happened in season six? Um. What's special about these season six? The, the characters they was they was tested. You know, what are they gonna get together? What are they? Ah. Uh, so that was, was that was before what was that right before Agent Docket mm-hmm. uh, for uh, Robert Patrick showed up. I mean, the X Files like my godma used to watch it. And then she introduced me to the movie that came <laughs> out, and I was like, 
what the heck is this show? You know, about aliens and stuff. So okay. I got more into it. And that's when, like, I first started getting into TV, you know. I got gotcha. you. I liked TV since I was a kid. So well, that's good. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us. It, it, it's wonderful. It's wonderful seeing you again. Thank you, thank you. Let everyone know how they can follow you on the tweets. Because <laughs> she is, you know, famous now. <laughs> you can go... Um, you can go on my Twitter at really underscore Cherie. Um, I'm going to spell it out for you. Yeah, spell it A-R-R-I-E. Yeah, you come join the conversation. I tweet about, I allow tweet about 90% of the time. She does. She does. She blows up my Twitter feed. I don't have to watch the shows because I just follow Cherie. I mean, seriously, I've seen like four episodes of Scandal. I don't have to. I got it. I got She got me covered. She got me covered. So. So thank you again for coming on. It was great oh, to have you. Right. And uh, well, and keep listening. You know, my friend Scotty. You know, he's he's doing well. You know, I'm proud of him. Thank you very much. You That's know, very sweet. You know, follow his Twitter. You know, I'm gonna let him give it a shout out. Oh, they'll they'll get it at the end of the episode. They'll get it all. <laughs> but you know, um, keep following him. You know, he's trying to change things, and I can't wait to see. What I'm he getting the Cherie stamp of approval here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Rosary. Thank you again. Always. Well, that was great. But, yeah, so we were really, really glad to have um, Sheree come in and speak to us. So, But um, what else is going on in your life? <laughs> what else is going on in my life? Um, a whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of nothing? A whole lot of nothing. I, I stay pretty busy doing various shows throughout the week. Um school and then and then just waiting tables two days a week that's yeah yeah well, yeah he's the big ihop guy yep i'm not a hop man uh that's about it that's that's all schools kicking my butt this week yeah i had me too i had uh, a couple production things to get done plus you know we we launched the network well you know when you hear it we you know this week for us like you know last week for you guys but uh but you know we're, we're excited to have it we, we've oh, been yeah, it's been I've, I've had a blast with all these shows it's definitely keeps me busy but right I wouldn't be doing anything. Yeah, so anyway, it's so. like I'll just either I could either sit around and talk about nothing or talk to you about nothing and put it on yeah, so yeah. other people <laughs> so other people can listen to us talk about nothing. More well, like the Seinfeld of podcasts. <laughs> Are you a big Seinfeld fan? Again, no. Me like, neither. I'm striking out on everything. Me neither. Me. me neither. I'm not. Um, not my thing. I, friends, not a big thing. No. People are real jazzed up because it's on Netflix, right? It comes on Netflix. Yeah. Like, and January you know what? 1st. You know what? That's what you tell Keegan. John and Kate plus eight can't be the same place as friends. There's just not <laughs> room. There's not enough room. But yeah. That's, so she can hate that show too. I'm just not a big fan of friends. Like a lot of those 90 sitcom, 90 sitcoms, sitcoms. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like those. I didn't like that or Third Rock from the Sun. Or See, my girlfriend, lo- Carrie, loves Third Rock from the she Sun. She's a big fan of Third Rock. Loves it. Uh, she watches it all the time on Hulu. I just, I'm, once again, time place everything to me, and I just miss my mark on that stuff. Man. Yeah. I'm trying to think what's some shows that I hate that I'm real weird like of the shows I watch like I, I love Archer yeah I love um, The League no, I'm a big fan of The League um, Sons of Anarchy uh, American I've wa- Horror Story I've watched uh, okay, have you watched the no. new one yet no see I'm I'm, I'm living cable free oh I see so I see we, uh, we, we do Netflix and Hulu and internet, of course. Well, um, like I helped you out with the league, you just yeah. come up saying come up one day because we have Wi-Fi here at the, at the university. I can show you American Horror Story while you were uh, broadcasting the homecoming game. Me and El Jefe, who was supposed to be engineering the uh, game, he he was engineering what we were 
we would watch American Horror Story. It's the first time he'd watched it, so it's a good show. Like I, 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 I didn't watch the Coven or whatever. I've watched yeah. the first two seasons, I guess. Yeah, so the first one in Asylum. Um, but I haven't seen the Coven or it, obviously any of the new ones. Now, I have a friend of mine who's in the new one. Uh, big shout out to Nathan Smith, who was uh, who's done some work f- with me and some of my, my film stuff, and uh, he's he's. You see him, he's mixing a pot of evil. And so it's, you know, he's pretty, and he's a talented artist. He's nice. one of the guys that, that uh, does work with Inverse Press, who, who was our, um, we're just dropping sponsors all over the place. We are. This is, uh, is kind of like uh, Oprah's uh, gift. <laughs> right. So we're not giving anything away. Well, sponsored. Yeah, we're, you know, we're, you know, plugs. You know, we're free plugs, right? <laughs> Underneath your car is a free plug. Wait. Woo woo. What are you, like Ric Flair there? Uh, yeah, again, the yeah. Nature Boy. The Nature Boy. Uh, Matt can do a really good. Okay. He's a huge Nature Boy fan. I, I, he was I, more of a WCW type of guy. Right. We grew up in the '90s war, the Attitude Era. I was more of a WWF fan. More. Um, Tell us your favorite wrestler. Who's my favorite wrestler? Uh, seriously, my favorite. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> seriously, yeah, right. Like, um, like, <laughs> going down to one thing. Your what? Your favorite wrestler going to be? Uh, favorite wrestler. Shoo. Uh. I love, oh God, that's hard. I love Degeneration X. Um, probably my favorite wrestler, and that was probably uh, either Road Dog or BA Billy Gunn. Um, they're probably one of one of those guys was probably my favorite. You look at my expression now. It's it's a it's like uh, no idea who you're talking about. What's actually kind of funny is um, I guess it's in my DNA, but um, I'm a huge. Or actually, my Third or four, third cousin, I think. Um, I'm related to Gold Dust. Oh, okay, I know Gold Dust. Yes, Gold Dust and uh, uh, Cody Rhodes and Dusty Rhodes. I was, uh, I know Gold Dust because of there was a WWE card game, mm-hmm. and I, there was a Gold Dust deck. You could play Gold Dust. I think I did play Gold Dust for a while. Um, once again, one of those mini card games I, I learned how to play. But yeah, and I was also bad at it. I was horrible. But so maybe that's why I like wrestling so much. But yeah, if I if I had to pick, uh, but if I had to pick a, like a wrestler I liked, even though like they were terrible at wrestling, um, I'm gonna probably go uh, the um, WCW route. I'm gonna go Disco Inferno. He's a he's a pretty cool. He's like a disco guy. As right. His name would say. But uh, you know, I as a kid I always liked the Undertaker. I always liked, like watching the Undertaker yeah. wrestle. He scared me as a kid. Yeah, he's just big like when he went scene. when he went into like the whole devil thing. Like WWF went like a real dark route in the late nineties yeah, with like the Brood and Gangrel like drinking blood and crucifying people, <laughs> and then you had like the Undertaker, like him and Kane, demon spawned from hell, and it, little little dark there. And then they would wrestle wrestle in their their spandex and a little tights. It was just weird. I just I, I don't know. Um, I like the Undertaker. I liked uh, and earlier like I liked. Um, Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. Then that, that was that early that early age that I was watching it. Um, Ricky the Steamboat Dragon. Oh, I'm pulling that old school names. But you I'm are, gonna, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Superfly. Uh, Jimmy Snooker. Jimmy Snooker, yeah. Superfly Jimmy Snooker, and I, I was a big fan of fan, fan of those. There was a in um, the mid '80s. There was a WWF cartoon. Yeah. With Hulk Hogan or Roddy Roddy Piper, and they, it was basically uh, faces versus heels kind of thing. And <laughs> know some wrestling lingo there. I, I know some sports ball. <laughs> I, know, I, I know some sports. Throwing down the jargon here. <laughs> the, the jargon here. But uh, I, I remember that, that uh, Iron Sheik and... Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. 
Hacks on Jim Duggan. Hey-o. Turn the big, I'm giving thumbs up like this. <laughs> uh, the Legion of Doom. Yep. Who, who wore, I guess, football pads with spikes. And Draws an animal. Uh, they have names. Wow. And you know them. Oh, like I said, I was a huge... Uh, oh, Earthquake, the big dude, and... Uh, Typhoon. Typhoon, yeah. yeah. Look at that. Uh, I'm trying to think who was. Uh, Razor Ramon. Yep. Who was, I guess, recently Scott in the... Hall and Scott Hall. Yeah, that is Scott Hall, right? Yeah. So he, uh, he was recently inducted into the... Hall of Fame, wasn't he? Recently, yeah. like a year or two ago. Yeah. But I remember, I remember Razor Ramon yeah, and then the Outsiders two. and NWO. <laughs> yeah, that, no. was, that was when wrestling was good. Like now, like Keaton watches it sometimes. Like, oh, we'll watch it together. And uh, just, it's it's atrocious. I like as a kid, you never realize it's a soap opera for dudes. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I believe these storylines. Like, oh my God, they just killed a man. <laughs> right. Someone should call the authorities. We, uh, we have a buddy who like, we'll, we'll occasionally, me and my friends, will occasionally get together and watch a pay-per-view mm-hmm. if, if we're all free or whatever for the night. Well, um, we have a friend who, he I think he knows wrestling's not, not real. I think he knows it's, you know, <laughs> fake. But... Also, like, he'll be like, there'll be a match, like a leather, ladder match. And they're not as brutal now as they were. Or at least they don't seem as brutal now, like the hardcore matches or whatever. But um, he he was like, that man should not get up. The doctor should be out there and stop that match. He's just, he's hurt too bad. He's bleeding. He's bleeding. They should call an ambulance for him. I'm like, oh, my. Like, I really think he thinks this is legit. Like, I do not think that he knows that he uh, probably just bladed right there. I, I watched, um, the last pay-per-view I watched was years ago, and it was a, uh, I watched my first TLC match, tables, ladder, mm-hmm. ladders, and ch- I don't know that was a thing. Yeah. And so I'm watching these like there's like twelve guys out there fighting with chairs, tables, and ladders trying to get this briefcase of money or a contract. I don't know what they were trying to get, but it was could have been Marcellus Wallace's soul, whatever it was. It was up there on this ladder, and I remember I don't um I don't remember who it was, but the dude was climbing up the ladder and he's almost got it. And this dude comes off the top turnbuckle out of nowhere with it. Like, he's riding a chair, folded up chair. He's like, he's launched himself with his chair on his knee and just knocks the other dude right off the ladder. Ladder collapses. I'm watching going, I miss this in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, like like I said, you know, back growing up in the early, you know, late, early 90s, late 90s, the whole Attitude Era and the whole Monday Night Wars, like, it, wrestling was great back mm-hmm. then. Like, now, like, it's, it's real, like, just real, I don't know, maybe I've grown up, maybe I've missed my window of opportunity for it or whatever, but... It just doesn't hold the same, and and that's really sad because wrestling was was awesome at one point in my life. But I guess every you got to grow out of that. Somehow, so. <laughs> every every kid has a dinosaur phase, and I'm yep. not really I'm like dinosaurs were cool when I was five. I'm not really like okay, whatever dinosaurs. <laughs> so you're really not that cool. Now. <laughs> yeah, see, all right. You've been long yeah, I'm, I'm right now on giant robots, and you know, just, sorry, dinosaurs. I have to break up with you, dinosaurs. The same way with wrestling. It's like guys, I'm. We had some good times together, but but there's these things called girls, and um, apparently they don't like me if I'm sitting here in my so, um, spandex. Right? I don't. Know, I've probably asked you. This, I don't think I've asked you this on the podcast because we've only had one. <laughs> um, but uh, as a wrestling fan, do you do you remember um, or do you recall or, or ever heard of Glow, the Glow. gorgeous Glow. ladies of wrestling? wrestling? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. I have. I have been to a Glow match. Nice. Yes, I, my father and. Had took me when I was I had eight. They came to Mobile and I've, so I've seen Glow live. <laughs> There's a great documentary about Glow on Netflix. I recommend it. So definitely check it out because you see how the those ladies were not wrestlers. They were like models and stuff that yeah. they trained to wrestle. And, I, and when I'm eight, I'm like they're the best lady wrestlers ever. Like I would I bought into it. it was like I like I remember it 
came on Saturday nights, and it was like at 6 p.m. was Star Trek Next Generation, and me and Dad would watch that, and then at 7 p.m., Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. It was like two hours of Scotty Daddy bonding time right there. But yeah, <laughs> the, the Glow, I definitely remember that, and then they had uh, they had Midget Wrestling for a while. I watched that. I didn't I've not seen Midget Wrestling. Um, And then they have like... What? It's totally off topic, but you know how they have the lingerie football league. I'm right? pretty sure we're not really in a topic. <laughs> it's like just talk for this amount of time. Yeah, we're just talking now. But they have a lingerie football league. Right. Well, they have a. They're you know UFC is huge, and stars like Ronda Rousey, and that's really the only woman UFC fighter that I can name right now. I don't. I don't know. Because <laughs> you're, you're up on top of that, Joe Rogan. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they. He probably they, could kick my ass. He's a big dude. Yeah, he is. It, he, he changed a lot from his uh he he was Girls Gone Wild fame right? No uh, no 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 he was on who was that? Who was the guy who did the Girls Gone Wild? Joe Rogan's Fear Factor. Yeah, Fear Factor. Who was it? He was a really funny com- com- comedian. Big fan of his. Um, but anyway, they have a Ultimate Fighter, but it's lingerie version now. So now these girls will get out there and do Ultimate Fighting in their lingerie. I'm gonna sure. have to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna definitely have to watch that. <laughs> have to tune in just just for show purposes. Right, right. Well, you know, just so we can comment on it. Yeah, you know, can, yeah most definitely. Sophisticated commentary that w- that we do here at uh, the Weekly Mopcast. Nice smoking jacket on. Right, you know, and a brand, brandy and a cigar. <laughs> Sit there and enjoy the uh, the, show. the festivities. Yep. Perform for me. <laughs> I um, yeah, glow is big big. Uh, I, I, a lot of a lot of fun stuff. We've had this really interesting trip through like childhood. This trip, yeah, it's like a childhood <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I think that's what I will talk. Ta- a trip through childhood. Trip down memory lane. Do you remember? Um, I, you can't. You won't remember this because you're. I'm like I said older. Um, I know you understand what a record is. Yeah. Um, uh, when I was a kid, there was a records on storybook records on like you could get, and so it was like the story of you know the fox and the hound and. After when you, at, at you would turn the page and Tinkerbell would make a noise so you'd know, yeah. you know and so I don't know I, and I'll probably I'll talk about, I will definitely talk this about this more in, in deep in depth later when we do this um, we're gonna do a, a Gremlins episode for the movie podcast but Hardee's did a f- a five week promotion where every week you could you buy a Hardee's breakfast sandwich and you got a part of the Gremlin story on record and storybook. Nice. I five weeks I ate Hardee's and uh, steak biscuits. Oh, I love steak biscuits. And so I'd get my steak biscuit and get my record, and I would listen to the Adventures of Gizmo on. <laughs> that, that was one of my favorite childhood memories. It was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, see, I never like the coolest thing I can remember about like toy promotions when I was a kid was like around Christmas. I take that back. The cooler one was the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror one that they would do. Um, Burger King would do it. Yeah, Burger King would do it, yeah. I would do that. And then also the um, the Disney, or not Disney, McDonald's, when they would do the 101 Dalmatians, they, they'd have like 101 different Dalmatians that you could get. They would release it. Usually, I think it came out around Christmas. They do 101, really? I, I don't know if there's 100. There's a lot. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, Should have been like, yeah, I got them all. What's up? I only what? ever got the, like the same five. <laughs> so, and I was like, come on, I really just want this one. Did someone name all 101 Dalmatians? I'm after sure all, there's someone out there. I mean, if you, if you had 101 Dalmatians, after a while you're just numbering them. Like you were spot four? <laughs> 57, 33, come here. Come here. I, I, you don't even know what I'm saying. Just come here. Uh, what's the, what's their mother's name? It's Ponko's the dad. and per, the, uh, per, It's something like that. 
Pardia. It's Pongo and Perdia, I think, is her name. Okay. Yeah. And she gave birth to 100, no, 99 puppies. Yeah. That is impossible. <laughs> I know it's a cartoon, but yeah. for a cartoon, you're like, damn. She was probably like, God, just kill me. How does she She's feed 99 puppies? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, just. Logistically, yeah. Logistically, not being graphic, just how does that even work? Ships. <laughs> One through seven now. Now, now serving. <laughs> it's your turn. Come on down. And you can uh, hatch speed for like a minute and a half, and then just next dog. Right. Got to keep this thing rolling. Wow. We just went to a weird, weird place. But yeah. Eh, well, you'll have that sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, real quick, we'll, we'll end. We'll end here. Um, um, yeah, that's, that's a good place as any. <laughs> we're, we're talking about <laughs> talking about dogs feet, um, <laughs> feeding their nine babies. <laughs> So, wonderful as always. It was fun, fun hanging out. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Uh, um, we'll, we'll talk about whatever comes to our minds because apparently that's kind of where the show's going, and I kind of like that. Yeah, it definitely works. It definitely works for us. So, um, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we will, uh, we will see you next time. Uh, go. And, uh, this is our contribution to the mul- multiverse. Go, uh, you go, your turn. Go, you go. Go for it. Math is hard.
was a hero All I needed was a friend Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Mobcast Network.